Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf and Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. The Eagles are Super Bowl champions. I'm going to get drunk. Where them beers, where them beers. All bottles on Mr. Lurie tonight. Damn, that's going to make me throw up. What was it like to have Bradley Cooper in the booth? We the best. No one could have got me a Caprice? Where's the ball security? Touchdown, Tom. Loser. Nick Foles never lost a Super Bowl. It is 3.29 a.m. In the city that never sleeps... East Rutherford, New Jersey, as I call it, the fake apple. Here we are, Bo Wolf, Shilakapadia. As you said, we don't have time to prepare for this podcast. Let's get it going. Yeah, you just started before you signed on. You got your little notebook out, and we're like, all right, what should we talk about? We're not doing show prep at 3.30 in the morning? What are you, crazy? What, are we going to spend 15 minutes going over notes? We we watched the game. We were in the locker room. We wrote stories. We have stuff to talk about. We are already the last people here, and we are just now beginning. That was like two hours the ago. Podcast. Doesn't anybody work anymore in this business? Unbelievable. <laughs> Taking a sip of my coffee. I got a half a cookie here. <laughs> You're feeling good. Eagles, come away with the... What was it? 34-13. So we both had bad predictions. We both thought it was going to be I'm close. always very bad at, like, the game is over. If it's, if it's not, like, a very close game, I forget what the score is Me too. immediately. Who cares? Like, there are people who, like, remember the scores from last year. I couldn't tell you any of them. I mean, this game was over with, like, <laughs> 10 minutes left in the third quarter. I don't know where the fans were. Fans showed up late. They left early. <laughs> yeah. Granted, it was raining, and... Honestly, I well, can't. Well, I mean, that's I, a classy thing to do, I think. Well, I can't rip Giants fans. Who would want to watch this dreck? Who would yeah. pay money for this team? Totally. I mean, you. Somebody who's someone who likes class. You thought that this was going to be the team to compete <laughs> in the NFC East. Well, uh, I mean, I after, two things. Uh, <laughs> one, they could still be the second best team in the no, division. No, they could be the <laughs> worst team in the NFL is what they could, could be. be. And three, uh, one into three. Um. I stand by it. Saquon Barkley's good. Odell Beckham's good. They just, you know, this is the second time in, like, uh, less than a year when I have, against everything I know in my life, bet on Pat Shermer. But it's been fun to watch. I'm glad I did that. I, I'm glad I, I Wait, could probably curse first? I bet the again, I picked against, yeah, I picked the oh, Vikings. Oh, see, see, I don't even remember game. that. Yeah. Man, you love Pat Shermer that... Uh, that man who just inspires confidence. How would you describe the Giants' season in one word? Vinny Vinito! <laughs> uh, uh, all right, where do we begin? Okay. Well, let me just touch on what you said. I mean, Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham are legitimately, like, terrifying players if you are the opponent, if yeah, you I are mean, the defense. Without, a, without any discussion, they are the best running back and receiver in the division. Like, they might be two of the right. ten most terrifying offensive skill position players in the NFL. Yes. I, I mean, I would have to do a little more research, but that doesn't feel so, crazy well, and so coming this is out the of thing. my mouth. Like, Saquon Barkley is 
awesome, right? He is. I mean, he's he put on a show. He put I on guess, a show. I guess the fan Giants fans who are here, at least you're like, all right, we watched him. He's unbelievable. Yeah, they they got that uh, evaluation correct. He's fantastic. And they scored 13 points matter. and lost 31 it to 13. Matter. That tells you how terrible that pick was. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a quarterback. Positional evaluation is a crock. Mm. Type, 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 type. Okay. So, yeah, good pick. You think Shermer is the coach next year? How is he the coach this year? <laughs> how do you interview this man and say, oh, this is the guy, this guy is going to be the face of our franchise. This is going to be the guy to turn our fortunes around. What happens first? The Giants- how do you stay awake during that interview with him? What happens first? The Giants have a new quarterback or a new head coach? Well, if they're smart, it would be both. They wasted an opportunity to draft a quarterback, as well, we know. Well, you know what? Credit where it's due. They're probably going to have another opportunity. They may. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they knew that. Yeah. Maybe they knew that. Maybe uh, that's why they hired Schirmer. Okay, as he takes a giant bite out of, his, uh, out of his cookie. I don't know. I would guess, all right, if I legitimately had to guess, I would say Schirmer will be there next year, and they will have a young quarterback on the roster. But I won't say – I'm not ready to say, like, they might say, all right, next year Eli's the quarterback and we're going to groom this young guy. Yeah, that's possible. Or maybe they'll sign Sam Bradford, in, which would be I a think win playing, for America. I think they're playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. They, they hired Shermer to guarantee that they'd get another top five pick. Maybe. Pretty smart. Could be. All right. So, I mean, yeah, this game started to turn pretty quickly. Second play of the game. Eli throws an interception. Jordan Hicks makes a nice deflection. And the ball lands in the hands of Kamu 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 Guru Hill. He'll pick Eli. Uh, that doesn't rhyme. Okay. Yeah. He'll be the way. I feel like someone's about to walk in here and say, what? There's, no, there's like four people in the whole building. <laughs> well, no one's workers. about to walk in here. We're in this nice, what is this, the Westwood One radio yes, suite? Yes. It's like right at the 40-yard line. What a view. Oh, yeah. And this is, you know, Merrill Reese tells everybody who listens this is his favorite stadium mm. because they've got that uh, down and distance right there within his view. You know, I like the uh, the scoreboards. They're nice. What is, like, it's depressing because it is built this way, this, like, bowl where you can't see anywhere out of it because it's in East Rutherford. You don't want to see, any, you don't want to see what's around here. Mm. You want to, you, they need to hide you so you forget where you are. You know what's a bad sign is when you get emailed your hotel bill before you even <laughs> slept at the hotel. And that's what just happened to me, is that the courtyard by Marriott in uh, Secaucus, New Jersey, just sent me my bill, and hopefully I can go there and get a couple hours after this. That's never happened to me before. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that wasn't Yeah, I still investment. haven't decided whether I'm going to drive to my dad's house in Westchester or all the way back to, uh, to New York. We'll see. We'll see. Game time decision. Game time decision. You know, because if I go back... I can get a haircut tomorrow morning, mm. but then I got to deal with Friday traffic mm. driving back. So, okay. yeah. So, second play of the game, Kamu <laughs> makes the pick. Makes the pick. Right away, Eagles get a chance to show that they have uh, some juice in the red zone. Mm. And, you know, it, it, it wasn't looking good until third Carson, down. Car, third down, Carson's rolling right. Nobody open, nobody open. Throws it across the field to Alshon Jeffrey, the man who, uh, it was a, sort of a starring night for Alshon Jeffrey, I thought. 
I think so too. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic. He's really been uh, been outstanding throughout the three games that he's played. He really adds an edge, I think, to this except offense. For that but one drop last week. Yes, except the one drop last week. You know that throw by Wentz is kind of a fascinating one to look at because, by all you know, football mm-hmm. rules, that is not a throw you make uh, over the middle in the middle of the field, deep across your body. Oftentimes that is a throw that gets intercepted or certainly uh, deflected, but he went ahead and made the throw and Jeffrey was there for the touchdown. I mean, we were watching Jeffrey. He was so close to one corner of the end zone and just worked his way back across the middle of the field. I, I was watching him thinking, yeah, you said you thought he was out I'm of the like, play. there's no way this get you know, well, I'm like, all right, that's nice, but there's no way he's going to get the ball. And then Wentz went ahead and threw it. I asked Wentz afterwards, what do the coaches say? Uh, after a play like that, and he says nothing. Nice play, <laughs> and he had, and he like started laughing. So I, I will ask Doug tomorrow. I wonder what they do say. But that's part of the fun of Carson Wentz is that he improvises and makes unorthodox plays, and sometimes they turn out to be really fun. And that was one of them. And another one was later in the game. We'll just jump around here because it's uh, four in the morning. Uh, they were up 14-3. They were coming off back-to-back three and outs. The defense had been playing very well. The offense had sort of not held up their end of the bargain at that point in the game. And it's third and three. Looks like a busted play. Nobody open. And then Carson chucks it downfield for Nelson Aguilar, uh, mm-hmm. who who has broken loose on a on a busted play, sort of uh, schoolyard rules, and, and he gets about a 58-yard catch or something yeah, down I the 10-yard right. line, and, and then... Zachary's touch on the next play. That was sort of that was sort of the end of the game. Yeah, it was a strange night for Nelson Aguilar, where he finishes with 91 receiving yards, leads the team, and like none of the plays were really called for him or right. intended for him. Yeah. Made a great play on the uh, on the play where Wentz got his arm hit early, just sort of snuck in there, caught yeah. the ball, took off 31 yard gain, and then yeah, that one was a great play. That was weird. You don't usually see, see that. It was like Wentz rolled out, and usually that's a throw you make. Uh, on the move, you know, right. there's usually, I think, two, I think there's uh, three levels. It's one of those three-level mm-hmm. stretches that our boyfriend Duffy always mm-hmm. likes to talk about. I think that's what it was. I'm not sure. And all three were covered, and then, what, but there was no one near Went, so he just, like, replanted. Right. And then all of a sudden, went, uh, Aguilar changed his route and uh, improvised with him and got the big catch there. So, that, you know, that's a nice, I could see if you're a coach, like, being pretty proud of Aguilar for this performance. You know, he hasn't, he struggled through the first uh, five weeks of the season, he hasn't done much. Even in this game, you're not calling plays for him. And but he sort of made things happen. But he made yeah. thing. He he made you know two really two of your explosive plays. He made out of nowhere, really, just because of effort and you know following the scramble rules. Guile, stick to itiveness. Yeah, sort so, of like uh, opposite like, of me. I was going to say like the kind of things that announcers would describe a Patriots receiver. Mm, yeah, like yeah. yeah. So that's a nice job by him. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey had the two touchdowns. The, we mentioned the first one and the second one. Beautifully designed screen. Yeah. They took right from the Patriots. Oh, was it? It was uh, right from the Patriots. Patriots ran that play uh, last week. Did they play Sunday night They're last week? They're just taking all the Patriots stuff, huh? Well, that's what somebody asked Alshon Jeffrey after he mentioned that. And he said, no, not at all. But, yeah, we saw that from New England. I think the Patriots have had that in their playbook a while. Someone tweeted at me. That uh, in the Super Bowl against the Falcons, they used that, I believe, for a two-point play. A really nice play when you're close to the end zone. And, I mean, Wentz was basically saying that was one of the easiest touchdowns he's ever thrown. Alshon Jeffrey, Bo, 
How many red zone touchdowns do you think he has as an eagle? Eight. Ten. You know what's funny about that? What? I remember when we were starting the job, the first story that you oh, wanted no, to write. Oh, no. <laughs> the very first story that you wanted to write. We were talking about story ideas. I did write it, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think, I think you did. But I don't know if it was the first one you wrote. Okay. It might have been your first. It might have been your very first story. It was that there's all this talk about Alshon Jeffrey helping in the red zone, and he's not that good in the red zone. He wasn't. <laughs> well, so it's a, uh, I guess it's. A lot is on scheme and quarterback, right? Or he that's was there. just a great Kapadia curse. He was. It's the opposite of a Kapadia curse. Well, not it really. Should have been. Yeah. I said he's uh, Garbanzo beans, <laughs> and now he has ten t- red zone What's touchdowns. What's the opposite of Garbanzo beans? A black bean, a pinto bean. A, mm. it, would it have to be a bean? I don't know. Oh, like something. Yeah, like oh, it's a terrific or fen. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But those ten red zone touchdowns. Fantasia Barino. Of 2017, tied for third most in the NFL. Pretty good. So I guess he's pretty good in the red zone, <laughs> as I've said all along. That's really funny. I need Did to go back and like, bury some of my some of <laughs> things I've written in the past. Erase them from the internet. That would be nice to do. Okay, I'll buy you some time here. Since Thanks, I'm finishing this cookie. You're finishing that cookie. All right, off, offensively, Carson Wentz was very good, I thought. What would you think? You're still chewing. You know what? It's funny. They like the offense was obviously this was their best game of the season. I wasn't. I'm not sure. I think it was his best game of the season. Uh, he was a little bit loose with the football and got lucky uh, on a couple of those bad decisions. And I didn't think there were too many difficult throws that he made. I mean, he was he was very good. I'm not yeah, no, disparaging him in any way. But this was not like. I think the the one area tonight. Where he was the most impressive of his four games was he just he, physically, he was able to get away from guys and, and extend plays a little bit better than the, the last three games. Sacked once, hit four times. The Giants don't have a great pass rush, but Olivier Vernon was uh, taking it to Jason Peters early, which we just do not see defensive players generally do that. Jason Peters left the game with a biceps injury. We will see uh, how and he then is. got a sack on Vitae. And then Vernon got a sack on Vita. Yeah, Wentz finishes 26 for 36, 278 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, you know, I think he's just been sort of, he's been steadily good, I feel like, since he's returned. I mean, the physical stuff seems to be what varies from week to week, but in terms of just throwing the football, decision-making, being accurate, uh, that has been there throughout. I mean, his numbers so far are kind of crazy he's completing 68 percent of his passes averaging seven and a half yards per attempt and has eight touchdowns and one interception i mean it's only a it's a four game stretch but it's the interception it was that first game the linebacker underneath route he just stared down hurts uh but if you this is always dangerous and oftentimes stupid to do but I don't care. I like fun. You know me. I like fun. That's the one thing I say about you if is that you, you like fun. If you extrapolate the four games over a 16-game season, 4,768 4, yards, 32 touchdowns, and four interceptions. I have no concept of yards over the course of a season. Like, what's good? Well, now it's like everyone throws for 4,000. Okay. I mean, that, that would be a lot. I would, that's gotta be, that would be a franchise record, I believe. Okay. I mean, it has to be. Brady threw, uh, what, 50 touchdowns? 
Brady threw 50 touchdowns. Guys have thrown for 5,000 yards. Okay. Not a lot of guys, but some guys. Okay. Um, I was thinking about I, – I think you sort of broached this subject on uh, Birds with Friends Radio last night, or I guess a week ago now uh, at this point with Joe Giglio, that uh, you know maybe the right comp for, for this team is sort of those Aaron Rodgers teams where you, you're allowed to start slow and then pick things up as the season goes on, round things into form in December because you've got – this great quarterback, and I mean, listen, uh, it's hard to say he's not at Aaron Rodgers level. Obviously, that's a little bit uh, lofty right now, but I think he's pretty close to that sphere. And if 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 he is playing at that level, you don't need the defense to be great. You don't need the rest of the offense to be great. You just need them to sort of pull their weight and and let the sort of force of personality uh, and and skill of, of the quarterback take over. Yeah, I mean, this was far from a perfect game, I think. You know, the defense still gave up six explosive plays. Like, the off- Yeah, I mean, Saquon Barkley had... Uh, 229 yeah. all-purpose yards from... Uh, not too bad. From scrimmage, not too bad. So there are many areas that they can certainly improve on here, and they won by 21 on the road. So right. that is nice. Yeah, I just feel like this is a team that... I, we've probably talked about it after every game, but like they're not going to be that finished product by week nine or ten. Whereas last year, week nine or ten, I mean, the whole city's talking Super Bowl and no one can stop this team and they're a juggernaut. I don't think this is going to be the same type of team. But if you can keep winning and stay atop the NFC East, maybe you get in position to earn one of the top two seeds. Maybe you don't. But you just keep building on it, and then December rolls around, and every uh, football show is saying, oh, <clears throat> hottest team in the NFL. You know who I'll no you one that, wants yeah, to just play? Say, I'll, tell you who, I'll tell you who nobody wants to see. <laughs> yeah. So those Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, that's a very possible scenario for yeah. this team. A lot of talk about situational football with Frank Reich and John Filippo gone. Mm, miss uh, you, Frank. Giants defense, it was only five games, but coming in, they were pretty good defensively in those situations. I believe 11th and third down defense, third in goal and red zone defense, and uh, the Eagles did well there tonight. Nine of 16 on third down the first time this year. They've been over 50%, and then four of six in the red zone. So, you know, maybe, uh, maybe the Eagles did just need the short week, need to get out of their own way a little bit. Oh, I thought you were going to say they needed to do something else, but I'm glad mm, you went. Uh, that's a good point. Well, a short week means less time for fog in the mind. <laughs> this is true. What was I going to say? Reports, I, I have unconfirmed reports that Shilkapati was walking around his house this week just yelling, it fogs the mind. It fogs up your mind. <laughs> that's what I was doing. And that is how I will respond to many the things. The boys need a fast. And I'm not talking about a food fast. All right, what else offensively we got? How about the offensive line? Lots well, of, lots I mean, of mixing well, and matching? Say, a couple of things, because this was not uh, all roses and flowers. And, uh, no, those are the same thing. Yeah, roses and Strawberries and, and rainbows. Okay. Uh, for the Eagles. Uh, some injuries. Sidney Jones left the game with a hamstring injury. Never good when the guys immediately declared out. Um, so that will be something to follow. In that uh, absence... Avante Maddox slid to the nickel in sub-packages from uh, free safety and base, and Rasul Douglas went to to safety in those sub-packages. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, On the offensive side, Jason Peters left the game with 
uh, what I believe is a torn biceps that he can play through is the word. Oh, is that true? And that's the word in the locker room. Oh, uh, are you bra- are you like bra- are you breaking some no, no, news no, no, there? No. Oh, I believe okay. that was D- a Derek Gunn report. Although I don't oh, okay. give All him right. the report if it's someone else's, but I believe that. Oh, that was okay. Um, a torn biceps he can play through, huh? It's one of those ones he can play oh, through. Yeah. The, yeah, I had one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had one of those. Uh, you couldn't even type through it. Yeah, I mean, no way. Uh, although you you've got the speech dictation, so you'd be like, you'd be like. I would use that as an excuse at, to not do anything. At seven forty-five in the locker room, comma, <laughs> Jason Peters <laughs> walked out of the shower. Period. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so, no, no, don't get it twisted. I would just quit. Okay. I, I wouldn't be doing work through a torn biceps. Uh, but Lane Johnson, downgraded to questionable this morning, played through what Jeez. is reportedly the uh, dreaded high ankle sprain. Is is it is just the dreaded high ankle sprain? I mean, I didn't like think you could play thing? through a, dr- a high ankle sprain. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll do some more research. But at any rate, I mean, he was like laboring in between plays. Yes. He was on the ground, so... Uh, definitely a. Those are some tough. Those are some tough guys now. Well, there's some tough guys now. As Brandon Brooks said, we are O linemen unless we are missing an arm or a leg. We're expected to play, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds That's crazy, and then it's yeah. like kind of true. Yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, and Lane not Johnson, just play, play every play, every play, and yeah. like. Yeah, if you give up anything. And not give up anything, You're yeah. going to get crushed. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Lane Johnson was giving up some pressures early, but I don't know. I, I mean, for a guy playing through that. Yeah, that's that, just not his worst game. This was not his worst game. Uh, Jason, I thought Ciamala played pretty well without paying too much yeah, I don't attention know. to him. I mean, I, I don't have a – Brandon Brooks gave up that one pressure. That was yeah, one that, that was we noticed. One, yeah. Peters had that terrible series. Yeah, Peters is uh, uh, not so great right now. So – yeah, we'd have to. I think they. Need, I think they should give Peters a couple of games off and hope that he can just like be totally fine. Like four to yeah. six weeks yeah. off. What's the What's the point of this? The guy he can't get through games right now. Yeah. Like let some stuff heal. All right. Uh, anything else on the offense? Well, let's, well of the how ball? about the running backs? Um, I guess there was a report before the game that Corey Clement was going to be on a pitch count, but he ended up. Having 11 carries for 43 yards and three catches for 26 yards. Wendell Smallwood again led the way, sort of in quotations, led the way. 18 carries for 51 yards, had a fumble that was overturned. Um, Clement said he had no idea he was on a pitch count, by yeah, the way. And he said, I saw that. Uh, and did you also see what he said about a little chat with Howie before the game? No. Oh, this is good. Okay, now I wasn't there for this, but it was transcribed okay. uh, to us. So, you know, he was being asked about all these rumors, you know, certain writers writing about 23 players they could potentially acquire via trade. Do they need to add a running back or a wide receiver? And he said, we don't need to look on the outside. We know who we have on our team, and we know we can win with them. He said, you know, how he came up and kind of talked to him before the, uh, as you're shivering here, it's yeah, freezing, it's, it's dark, we're definitely, we it's may not get out of outside. the stadium, it's still raining. He said, he, he did talk to Howie and someone asked him, well, did you tell him what you just told us? He said, oh yeah, I definitely told him that. We said to make them believe we don't need a back. We have to take the challenge for what it's worth. Do you think this game has any impact on their uh, potential trade or non-trade decisions? Yeah, I mean, Wendell Smallwood's not that good. 
Oh, so you think it's more likely that they would trade for someone after today? I don't think they need okay. – not, not – I don't think it has an impact. I don't have – no, yeah. I mean, okay. I agree with that. I still don't think they're uh, – I don't know. I don't think they're going to trade for, like, a superstar guy. They're going to trade but, for somebody, uh, I think. Yeah, we'll might be right. Might be right. Uh, so that was the run game. I thought the run game was better than the overall numbers indicated. I, I mean, end of the game, you're just running the ball to sort of – because you're up by – 21 points, but I thought when they needed it, when they were stringing together drives, they yeah, did have some a lot nice of uh, haranguing in the press box in the sort of uh, second quarter about the uh, abandonment of the run game again. Uh, run pass balance getting out of whack, but oh, t- was there? Turned out all right. Oh, I didn't even hear that. Yeah. Okay. How about this press box, huh? They got L- us packed. In, they got us packed in there like sardines. Yeah. What's where's the class? Yeah, not the worst though. Not the worst? I thought it was very close to get... How about my feet of strength in the beginning? You're not going to tell all the listeners about that? I'm going to let you tell it. No, then it sounds like I'm bragging. I like to have other people talk about how great I am. Well, Sheil, grouch that he is, was unhappy with his seat. It was sing- It was a sinking seat. Okay. I, I wouldn't mean, have been able to see over my some laptop. Some people have enough bravado, enough self-confidence to... Um, overcome looking short in a chair. Oh, no, I, I have think, no self-confidence. I think we, yeah, we all know that. Yeah, we should know uh, that by now. However, you had enough self-confidence to uh, rip open your shirt, <laughs> put your hands to your ears, say, pound your chest, say, come get some of this big boy, and then you an lift. American. That's the wrong... <laughs> Uh, that's that's from Rocky. I believe that's uh, oh. how what uh, Apollo comes out to before he dies. Uh, lift the chair over your head. Go ah! oh and God. carry it over to the corner and and then bring back a different chair because it was so packed that you couldn't just wheel it out. Uh, so you must be sore. You know, you do something on these pods that I find annoying when I'm listening to other pods. Oh, that's good. Like that yell. I mean, people are ha- are having a nice listening experience yeah. in the car, and then you like you know scare the. I can't uh, control it. All right. Well, then they have to turn the volume down. They might have a baby sleeping in the back. Like I used to listen to podcasts, and uh, my daughter's sleeping in the back, and this would happen, mm. and then I would have to like quickly turn it You're down. Right. You're and, right. Yeah. So get yourself together. It's four in the morning. I don't care. We're here for the listeners. You want to? I like I like the way that you turned that. So it wasn't like I don't like what you're doing. It's you're doing something that I don't usually like when I'm listening to a podcast. That was good. Mm, I don't find the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Defen- I have to give you credit. Okay. I have it. been saving this. I haven't. Oh gosh, what is it? I saved it for the pod. All right. You know, I'm driving. I'm sitting in traffic. I, I stop to get gas, and uh, then it's bumper to bumper traffic. Once we get here, and I see the uh, the Sheila Capadia retweet. He's back on the Bill Barnwell show. Yeah, and I'm okay, like, oh, right. here we go. Okay, here we go again. Oh yeah, baby, Chris Jabroni mm-hmm. gets towards the end of the interview, mm-hmm. and you did it. You, oh, just the end. Hey, did you listen to the whole podcast? I did. You did. Well, yeah. yeah. You you gave the first conversational per, plug. Yes, and, and then, then the, the plug, plug plug. You did fantastic. Thank you. And you know what? This is. Uh, you're right. This is. I think the result of peer pressure getting to you. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. It worked. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Thank you're, you very you're much. You're welcome. The full the full plug. Rate, review, subscribe. Don't forget to do those things. Do not forget.
Now you were. Uh, I'm interested. Now we have. I haven't talked to you at all about your your post game angle. You, you're doing a little bit mm. on the the defense. Tell me. Uh, tell me what you learned. Specific defensive player or two, right? Isn't that what you wrote about? Why do you look so confused? I wrote about Avante Maddox okay. and Rasul Douglas, which we talked about. Those guys sort of shuffling. I, I took a different angle on Avante Maddox. Okay. I wrote about how. If uh, you don't want to say it here, you don't have to. People can go to theathletic.com. Go to theathletic.com. Slash WIP for 30% off, seven-day free trial. Go check out the story about Avante Maddox. I think the headline is uh, his journey from razor blade to Swiss Army knife. Mm, okay. A little, uh, a little rookie hazing Oh, involved. Well, but not having to do with the things in the, I mean, that sounds kind of weird. Razor blade, Swiss Army knife, and rookie ha- hazing. Well, Swiss Army knife because okay. now he is the jack of all trades. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I but like... it's an interesting thing. You know, he, okay. he was an afterthought. We thought yeah. maybe he wouldn't even play this year, and now he's you like that, one right? of the most important yeah. players on the defense. I like his demeanor. I like that when uh, you know these are very little things. From mean demeanor, like when uh, Nigel Bradham had a sack, he's he like, came running over. He yeah. came running over. Not everyone did that. When Jalen Mills had that injury towards the end of the game, he's walking off the field. Make sure he goes over and says something. And he was, you know, his character at Pitt was like, the, you know, they've said this is like the greatest mm. guy. And so uh, I think you're seeing that a little bit with his smarts and his teammates seem to like, you know, like the little, like the little mm-hmm. rookie, praising him a little bit. And, um, I mean, that's tough. He's been being trained to be a free safety. Like Jim Schwartz was just asked last yeah. week, do you look at Maddox as a free safety or, you know, whatever, a corner now? And Schwartz was basically like, well, he's a free safety now, and we'll see down the road. And it was funny. Maddox was asked that in the locker room, and he's just like, DB. I'm a DB. And he didn't want to label Well, that's himself. sort of what Rasul Douglas said, too, because he's, you know, he always bristled. He's, you know, he had that back and forth with Jimmy Kemsky earlier this week. On Twitter. On Twitter, saying that uh, Jimmy said something about how he didn't play safety in college. And he was like, you know, he's saying he did play safety. And so he says he, he played in sub-packages up until – his junior year, but he hasn't really practiced at safety, despite everybody thinking he should be a safety. But he said, you know, we're DBs. I can go out and do whatever. And he said he, he said he doesn't even see a difference between corner and safety. He just goes out there and doesn't think. And if he makes a mistake, he lets the coaches tell him he made a mistake. I mean, he was fine tonight. He gave up. He was probably at fault for that long 50-yard yeah. uh, touchdown run. But, you know... And, Considering the circumstances, I thought he was okay. Well, speaking of terrible coaching jobs, Sidney Jones, Jones goes out with a hamstring injury. And I, I, very quickly, Sidney Jones' playing personality has been fantastic this season, I have to say, because I was a little bit skeptical about yeah. them talking him up. He's been great. In terms of just physicality for his size... I've, I've liked it a lot. I can't tell if you're, like, mocking me or not. No. Oh, I feel like I've said that, like, 12 times. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sidney Jones goes out, and, you know, me and you right away say, oh, you know, get get Beckham in the slot and test him deep. Is that what the Giants do? No. They, hope. they go two Tw- tight end sets. 12 personnel, three 12 straight personnel. runs. Like three plays in a row where you don't even have to see who the nickel's going to be. And then on third and long, they finally, I think, go three wide receivers. Well, no, they had a, they had a uh, penalty, penalty, so they went to first and 20. And so they, okay. they, yeah. And then they throw a screen. Yeah. 
Unbelievable. Ridiculous. I mean, they did Where's the awareness? Now, I know, all right, you can say, well, Shill, they couldn't protect Eli Manning at all. And that's true. We haven't talked about it. Yeah, I don't think the, no, de- we haven't even talked the, the defensive really, line yeah. controlled the game. They were yeah. fantastic. I mean, that that was really the story of the game defensively. So you can say they couldn't protect Eli. You know what? Keep a tight end into block. Keep your well. I mean, go four wide. Straight, go spread it out. Throw deep. Like they're down. They would have to put who were they, who were they had to put in the game. DeAndre Hall, Trey Sullivan. I guess it was Trey Sullivan. He came in at the end. I mean, they did nothing to test the Eagles no. downfield. Test they, Rasul Douglas. They beat Jalen Mills on the 139 yarder. They did nothing to test Rasul Douglas's ability to play the deep middle, a position he's never played in the NFL. Uh, even, you know, going, going after Avante Maddox in the slot. You know, the guy is still a rookie, and that's not where he has been playing. Just what a, you know, talk about failing to adjust at all to the other team's personnel. With injuries. Nice uh, coaching by Shermer is what I have here in quotes from you. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Now, they said Shermer and Odell Beckham both said that the Eagles were playing a lot of uh, two-man. A little cloud the, coverage. With, Malcolm Jenkins was a little bit more um, – it sounded like there was a little bit – there was more to it. Uh, okay. And he was trying to keep it close to the vest. Okay. Um, because he said he said exactly what we were talking about. Like, last year – we let him just kill us with slants, 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 letting Odell Beckham like run through the defense, uh, and so they the, the whole game with him is taking away Eli's first read, mm. uh, and then if you can get him to sit there, our defensive line will get him. Okay. Uh, so I, I think they were doing a few things to confuse him a little bit. Well, it seemed that way. It didn't. Seem and I think they were like I mean they were sort of doubling Odell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, that's interesting because that's not something they you know they typically don't pay that extra attention to an opposing wide receiver. So I will give Jim Schwartz credit for mm. doing that today. And what did Beckham finish with? What was it, four catches for something? I have It was four catches for something. It was six catches for 44 yards. Six catches? No, no catch over 12 yards. I mean, my gosh, if you would have given me a bird line. Well, I gave you a, a plus 15 thing. Oh, well, I mean, I can't believe that he didn't have a catch over 12 yards. Yeah. That, uh, that is a very good job. By the defense. Avant, yeah, and you were saying Avante Maddox. I mean, they would be screw job emceed without this guy. Okay. I'll, I'll accept it. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You guys play in all these different positions. They have injuries, and he's, you know, he's not like a pro bowler, but he's coming in and giving you competent play for a rookie. I think there's a lot to like there. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote Eli Apple on here. I don't know either. You're like, you're like Jerry Seinfeld trying to read his. Uh, well, this is like I. These are the things notes. I write during the game uh, in quotes to bring up in the podcast. Well, you have to clear them with me. I'm not on the record during the game. What are you talking about? You're the king of everything you say around me is on the record. <laughs> All right. That's, so For one. instance, uh, you. I know the one, and I feel really bad about it. So I don't know if you can bring it up. Do you? Yeah. Is it uh, at the end of the first? I don't know. Half? I don't know when it was. No, that uh, that I stand by. Go ahead. Uh, okay, let me see which I, one you I think, think it I is. took a shot at Gunter Brewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I believe it's in quotes yeah. here. It says, Gunter Brewer, worst <laughs> position coach. Yeah, that, that was uncalled for. <laughs> Why? You're right, though. <laughs> no. He keeps getting these guys. They can't get these wide receivers to line up right. They have to. I have to. I mean, I want to look this up, but there's no way that anyone has more pre-snap <laughs> wide receiver penalties in the league. 
Well, yeah, that was after. Was it Jordan Matthews lined up incorrectly? Yeah. That you feel bad about that? That's way, I felt that, a little bit bad that's about not, that. Not nearly as bad yeah. as what we've done to Justin Peel. Well, that's true. Or Pat Shermer. That I think is <laughs> warranted. I'm not taking any cheap shots. Uh, I really liked when after Jalen Mills gave up the thirty, whatever it was, you would just very, uh, very matter of factly, without emotion, said. Keeps the streak alive. <laughs> well, yeah, he's given up an explosive play <laughs> in every good. game this season. So, uh, so th- this one was uh, end of the. You were really riled up about this. I haven't seen you. I haven't really? seen you this fired up in, in a while mm. about something that happened during the game. It was uh, end of the second quarter. Eagles down in the red zone, fourth and two. Well, third and two. They run a little, you know, BS uh, Wendell Smallwood thing up the middle and uh, get stuffed. So fourth and two comes. They line up, try Where to draw Where was it? Fourth sides. and two from the what? You remember? 13-ish. Okay. Something like that. End of the half, right? And, yeah, about 1.30 left in the half because what ended up happening was the uh, Giants then missed a field goal and the Eagles got the ball back again. Uh, and they, so they kick a field goal. And you say, take that book out of publication. <laughs> Get it out of stores. What kind of 1993 BS is that? And I said, save it for the pod. And you said, I can't. <laughs> yeah. It Fear, w- Fearless, the name of Doug Peterson's book, of course. Well, it was fourth, yeah, fourth and two from the 15-yard line. I mean, you're winning the game 21 to 6. What happened to, you know, what do football coaches like to say? Yeah. Stomp on their throat, right? Don't they say crazy stuff yeah, like that? take your boot. And get that heel right in the larynx. Stop that bad boy. You know, you don't let him speak again. Rip that vocal cord out with your teeth if you have to. I mean, against an offense that has shown no signs of life, like what's the worst case scenario? They're not going to score. They're going to get a field goal, and you're only up twenty-one-nine. You get the ball back to start the second half anyway. Yeah, I didn't like that. And then I didn't let li- go and, for and it. Then- they line up to go for it, and then they do the yeah. What I called the 1993 BS is this uh, lining up to yeah. draw them off sides. Yeah. get out of here with that yeah, nonsense. That's weak. And you know what's funny is uh, the Eagles like personnel department was in the row behind us. Oh, and one of them and one of them goes, "Oh, they're going to line up to draw them off." Ah, uh, I hope they weren't listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> so then the Eagles get the ball back at the end of the half. After that, after the Giants miss a field goal, and that was badly handled by Doug. They had, I think, uh, they got backed up a little bit, and so they they go kick a field goal, a fifty-four yarder, with seven seconds left. But they've got a timeout left. They had a timeout. They should have run another play. One more play. Either a quick throw. How is that? You can't. That's. This is the same guy who tried to run a play with twelve seconds left with Jay Ajayi, thinking he was going to get another shot at the end zone after that. Yeah. Yeah, these end of halves have not been good. No. I mean, I hate to, you know, nitpick on a 21-point win, but, you know, that could come back to bite you at some point. Yeah, you're right. So it was, that was uh, bad. It was second down, seven seconds left. You're at the 36. You have a timeout left, and they just go ahead and kick the field goal. Bad job. Run a play and call a timeout. I mean, even if you only get four yards, who cares? Last week, that made all the difference. From the yeah. 40, they're punting. From the 35, they're kicking the field Good goal. Good point. This Today, from, you're at the 36, you know, just get, get a few Maybe extra yards. Maybe he was thinking Elliott's better from deep. Well, I mean, he I, missed it, you're still going to be pretty deep. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, so I didn't like those, but 
I did like it seemed like a you know a little more creativity on offense. Yeah, we I thought me- so. Mentioned that screen to Jeffrey. They also had that really weird the screen to Clement. That screen to Clement. I feel like beautiful. I've never seen yeah, that, that before. Fun. I don't know what that was. That would make for a nice uh, nice breakdown. But yeah, they they were probably like we've run all our screens and none of them have worked. What else can we do? And they tried something else. So kudos to them. Yeah, they like tried some tempo at times. There were some RPOs mixed in there. Seemed like a few more tonight. No. A few more throwing it off yeah, the RPO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that's right. And, uh, yeah, the offensive game plan was good. It was fine. No issues. I have a couple Moa Culpas here that I uh, wrote okay. down. Uh, one is to uh, my brother. Mm-hmm. I relayed the uh, WrestleMania 10 story incorrectly. It oh. wasn't an a-hole chant. It was a boo-sit it was BS. So it was oh, like, oh, okay. Right. okay yeah, yeah. So he was saying boo sit. Gotcha. And I was I was referring to Okay, all right. So Fair I just want to set the record straight there. That's good. And then a, a moa culpa uh, to my dad from, uh, I don't know, like... For th- showing up to his house at five or in the morning Three or four episodes today? ago uh, <laughs> when you were saying SIWs, and I said, you know, I was like, what's an SIW? And I came up with a bad acronym. My dad's initials are SIW. I should have just mm, gone right to that. That would have been good. That was bad. Anything else? I like this segment. Let's see. How about on the? How about on your take on the 2018 Giants? I stand by that. (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't be. They wouldn't be this fun to watch if it weren't for that. That's true. I set us up for this whole year of content. That's that's true. Okay, I'll give you that. What else did I write? Oh, so what's the deal with this Hulk Hogan thing? I don't know. I think it was an audible. I think it was a line was, call or something. And then Troy Aikman is, is, is talking him up. I don't know. Does it look like I was watching the broadcast? I, mean, I was sitting right next to you. Just pick is he your grouse? someone who's not a racist. Okay. Oh, you're, are you calling the Eagles out? I like it. Well, yeah. I guess I am. They've, they've got an audible that's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, they might as well call it Riley Cooper. I mean, that's true. That would be a hell of an audible call. (laughs) (laughs) Down, set. There were many good people on both sides. Many fine people on both sides. Set, hut. (laughs) Just imagine being outside this room right now (laughs) listening to what's going on. All right. Uh, Let me me motion... uh, let me, let me motion Nelson Aguilar from one side to the other. Build the wall! Build the wall! Sorry, I'm, I'm speaking too loudly. I'm waking up the kids in the back. <laughs> what else do I have written on here? Alshon Jeffrey, his, his catch rate is up from 47.5 to 62.1. He's been, him and Wentz have been much better this year so far, small sample size, than they were last year. That's good. Shelton Gibson said Alshon Jeffrey's like a big brother. Oh, look, tell us about the good Alshon Jeffrey quote that everybody stole from you. Well, I asked Zach Ertz. I said, what does, aside from just being this big target on the outside, what does Alshon Jeffrey give you guys just from a sort of attitude perspective? And he said, you know, he, he gives us a sense of confidence where we, we feel like when he, you know, when he's out there, we're just reminded that, uh, you know, we can, regardless of circumstances, we're going to drive, we're going to score, all that. So I said, Jeff, I said to Alshon Jeffrey, well, how do you relay that confidence? And he says, 
man, just always just tell him, ain't nobody with us. You think that got across? Bleeping. Ain't nobody uh, effing. Effing. Ain't nobody effing with us. He goes, that's Except what, he didn't say effing. And then he goes, that's what I always say. And I looked back at a story I wrote last year from when they beat the Cowboys. And what did he say? Ain't nobody effing with us. Really? So he does. Oh, <laughs> nice. So you do have a different angle on that quote. So he does. Good al- for you. He really does always say that. That's funny. And he also addressed. Good for you. The, That's good reporting. He also addressed the team before uh, the Falcons game, the offense. Mm. He said, Look, we're going to start the season by beating the Falcons, and we're going to finish the season in Atlanta. It didn't quite work because the first game wasn't in Atlanta. That would have been perfect, right? Yeah. We're starting in Atlanta. We're going to finish in Atlanta. It was his own spin on it. But I thought what was more interesting is that he addressed the offense. Who's the, uh, who's the halftime show in Atlanta again? Who's like the... Who's the Maroon 5? Is it Maroon 5? I think so. Yeah. Great. Uh, that's what I got with Alshon. What else did we talk about? Destiny Vio's first sack of the year. You called him out. He sacked, he sacked Eli Manning. He's, he has three career sacks, and two of them have been on Eli Manning. Oh. So when he, when he, comes he owns up, him. He owns Eli. He comes up, and what was crazy was he looked directly in the press box, pointed at you, and did that throat slash. Oh, I thought it was a middle finger. Okay. Good job by him. Good job by him. Josh Sweat has got to wear gloves. I can't deal with this thing of him not wearing gloves anymore. He looks ridiculous. Fletcher Cox was a monster once again. Unbelievable. There was that one play where he, I don't, who, I don't know who that guard was, but he, he made him look like a blocking sled. Yeah, the way that, that he was, was just crazy. Like pushing him back. It was like very was, little resistance against him. So funny. He's what a, what a consistent stretch. They did some stretch. kind of little stunt up front. And, yeah. And, oh, it was great. Three quarterback a hits sack. and a sack for him. Michael Bennett How about was this active? Michael Bennett rough in the passer? That was weak, man. That yeah. was so weak. He's literally like trying to turn over. He didn't land on him with his full body. Yeah, well. It's a tough spot for those guys. Al, who is it, Alberto Riveron? Is that the guy who was No, the, it was Rugged Ronnie Garvin. No, who's the guy who was online uh, giving takes? He said it was legitimate. He said it was a good call? Yeah. Yeah, well, he can... Uh, well, all right, easy there, big fella. He can do what uh, Shaq told Kobe to do in his infamous <laughs> rap. <laughs> You remember that? Of course I remember that. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Kobe. All right. All right. Okay. All well, right. Isn't that a classic? You ever bust that out? No, I can honestly <laughs> say I, do, I generally do not. Well, it feels like something you would bust out. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Like the kind of reference, I think. Uh, playing with a the lead. They were obsessed with playing yeah, with the lead. Yeah, got to get this. Yeah, got to play with the lead. And they finally got to play with the yeah, lead. Yeah, well, they didn't play that well in the second quarter with the lead, and then, I mean, yeah. whatever. They had scored seven first quarter points in the first five weeks, and they scored 14. And this game, obviously, kind of gifted one a little bit with the turnover from the defense, but Peterson seems to think he has more, more of his menu at his disposal when they're playing with the lead, so they like to do that. All right. Those are all my notes on the game. Ronald Darby, I thought, played a little bit better. He did. He No, he played very well. I don't. Th- Nigel Bradham said he didn't think Darby gave up a catch. I don't know if that's true or not. It feels like it's true. Okay. He had some pass breakups. Jalen Mills, when it gets to the red zone, though, I, f- I want to look up how many touchdowns he's given up. I feel like he doesn't give mm. up touchdowns in the red zone. Maybe because he's, you know, the, the back of the end zone is like your safety, so he doesn't have to right, worry have deep about speed, getting yeah. deep. And he's really good in that sort of small area. Right. 
I don't know. I'm making this up, but it feels like it's true, right? It feels like it's true. Okay. All right, so the Panthers so, go to Washington on Sunday. They okay. are two-point underdogs. Wow, they've got three NFC's games in a row. Yeah, and then they will come to Philadelphia. They're two-point underdogs in Washington? Yeah. That's well, surprising. surprising. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, big picture, does how much have your uh, expectations for the Eagles changed from last night to tonight? Or this morning? Very little, I would say. Really? I think my expectations have changed a little bit. Okay. Maybe it's all just recency bias that I was succumbing to on both sides. But Yeah, well, you had them at 5-11 and 11 on BWF Radio. I did not have radio. them at 5-11. and 11. I said that was a possibility. I said they're very, the, the range was, at, that was the, the floor. I feel like I've been a uh, consistent Corey here. Corey. Consistent Connor? Consistent Connor feels better. Yeah. yeah. I think that they have, they have the ceiling Wally. to get back to the Super Bowl. There have been some concerning signs. I, you know, there still are. This offense was such garbanzo beans that I don't want to put too much stock into the defensive performance, but it was better than it had been, so that's good. The Titans' offense wasn't good, and they picked them apart. So this is yeah. a step in the right direction. The defensive line can still control games. I still have questions about the secondary against good offenses. And we'll see with that. I, I would say... I'm still a little worried about the offensive line. Yeah. And... You know, I maybe this is unfair, but I, I'm still a little bit. I, I still need to see a little bit more from the uh, the offensive play calling. I don't know if I would say the offensive play. Yeah, calling. the play calling is not really the right. I think more of the game does, management yeah, and the decision making, and yeah, that's like, right. That's, like I said, that's better said. Like I said, remove that uh, chapter on being aggressive in the paperback, Doug. If you're going to be <laughs> kicking field goals on fourth and two yeah. from the fifteen, can't date him. Got to marry him. Got to marry him. Okay. I think you, your your most encouraging takeaways are the offense did show some more signs of life. Uh, Wentz did not get sacked and hit as much. Obviously, that has some to do with the opponent, but still, that's good. Uh, Jeffrey looks good. You know, Ertz is pretty consistent. I mentioned Aguilar. He's, he's kind of been battling through it, so that was good to see from him. And so, yeah, I think those would be my big takeaways, some signs of life from the from the offense. What if this Sidney Jones injury is serious? Mm, good question. I don't know what you do. I mean, they have nobody else who can play nickel except for Avante Maddox, right? Yeah. My eyes just started burning. What do you think that? I think tired and this AC blasting. Started you know. burning, huh? Yeah. little burn. Does that happen to you often? Mm. I don't know. When you're tired, your eyes don't like sort of get that burn? sensation. I don't I wouldn't describe it as a burn. Well, I'm a more descriptive person than you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I maybe that's where a trade is going to have to come. If if I don't think so. I know you can't. You it, can't just plug a DB in. And I agree. I think that's too hard. I agree. Yeah, people. I saw some haranguing about like why. If uh, DeAndre Hall isn't going to go in at that scenario, then what is he even doing here? He's a safety. He's been here for like five weeks. They're going to play guys who are more familiar with the defense. That makes all the sense in the world to me. Well, it's also a fair point. I mean, he could be off the roster if they make another move. Sure, but I mean, uh, what is he doing? I think he's. He, I think he was. He's only here as like a developmental player to begin with. Okay. Well, he might not have room for those developmental guys. All right. Anything else? You got a grouse? You're really trying to get out of here, huh? Yeah. What time is it? 420. I'm trying to get a 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. sleep. 
What time is Doug tomorrow? Noon? Noon. Yeah, see, if I, that's the problem, is if I go, go back to my dad's, I don't think I'm going to make it to Doug. Mm, see, so I'm going to base my decision on what I do based off of what you do. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I feel bad because I haven't, I haven't been giving out the grouses. Mm. Uh, there's been not, not much to give out. It's been something that's been missing. Um, and I think you're right. I think I'm, I, I think I'm going to give the Oscar the grouse to Doug Peterson or whoever names the Eagles play calls or whoever calls oh the God. audibles for doing Hulk Hogan. You've got, you have infinite possibilities. All you have to do is pick someone who's not an overt racist. That's that's not a hard bar to clear. How about, I don't know, Brutus the Barber Beefcake? <laughs> that would be a great honor. Or, I don't know, Ahmed Johnson. Or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm, like, Lane Johnson would like that one. Yeah, it's not hard. The Red Rooster. Tatanka, I okay. guess that's a little problematic. Yeah, no, that's not. A, that wouldn't be a good one. Yeah. All right, so Doug Peterson <laughs> is your grouse. Is the Oscar the grouse? Trash person of the week. Uh, I look forward to you following up, asking, opening the press conference tomorrow with this, or whenever we talk to him. Plus, he's a Bucks fan. Let's not forget. That's true. He was. Yeah. Well, let's not forget that. That when that... Uh, Maybe they're mocking him. Did you ever think of that? That's a good idea. Yeah. That, that could be the case. Yeah. Let's not forget that, that the reason we know he's a racist is because there was a video taken of him oh, with gosh. his friend's wife. Boy. I, I mean, I'm leaving open what's on the video, but... It fogs up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Did you see in that in that trial <laughs> the thing he's suing because <laughs> seeing him naked <laughs> takes away the Hulk Hogan persona because <laughs> Terry Bolia. Oh my is, god! I know nothing about. I know very little. About his real this. name Terry Bolia is only of a certain length. <laughs> But Hulk Hogan is much bigger. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, maybe it's that they thought the boy. Maybe that is what. Maybe it was a, a response to the G Cop thing. It was all of one part. The fast. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> all right, I'm leaving. Uh, okay. We'll talk to everybody. I don't know when. Next week, Yeah, probably. good question. Next week, Monday or Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. I, would, I would assume. Got a, got a weekend of watching football, huh? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, I'm Bo. He's Shiel. And we love you. Finito!